0: Morning Walk Church. I'm excited to be here today and uh, just bring you a word that God's been working in my life um, as I've just been preparing for today. We are uh, still in our summer set list taking songs to scripture and today I've got a song for you that is, uh, it was a number one song in 1985. So predates, predates some of you but not all of you. Not me. One years old, Jaffer says. I'm oh. oh, just like, I think I'm oh, feeling old now. Um, and uh, it was. it's the number one high school movie on, on a chart there. And so uh, without further ado, let's listen to this song. Don't you forget about me. Don't, don't, don't you forget about me. Got those guitar riffs in there. Will you recognize me? Call my name Welcome walk on by. That's more singing than I did in the first service. Rain keeps falling downtown. Of course, how, how the end of the movie goes, like, there it goes. Hey, hey, hey. And then it just kind of like freezes on that last frame. That's right. So that movie comes from, uh, the, the song comes from the Breakfast Club, and I promise you there's way more singing than I did in the first service. I am not a, I, I'm not a vocalist. But, um, so the sermon today, today is entitled, Don't You Forget About Me. This movie was about relationships. It's really about five people. It's a Saturday school detention. I don't think they'll have those anymore. They didn't have those when I was going through high school. But uh, there's these five quasi not friends but people that probably have seen each other in school and they're all stuck in this detention and it's it's really about relationships. And so uh and then and then what happens on Monday, right? This the movie takes place on a Saturday. It's just one day all Saturday. And uh as they're forming these different relationships, we, we the song is the key. This was Simple Minds. Uh the song was sung by Simple Minds is really the only top hit. Um, and, uh, and when we look at these lyrics, will you recognize me or call, call my name or walk on by? And, and I was just remembering like how often we forget. Like, I think I've, I know I've forgotten more things than I can remember. Just, and I'm getting older and as I'm getting older, it seems like I'm forgetting more. Or it's more easily for me to forget. And, We're looking at this group of individuals from this song and this movie. And like, on Monday, are they going to even know each other? Are they going to recognize each other? Are they going to talk to each other? Are they just going to totally ignore each other? And I was thinking through these lyrics and this title, Don't You Forget About Me. I was really thinking about how often do I forget about God? Will I recognize him? Are there days that I wake up and I don't recognize who God is in my life? Is he looking for me to call his name? Or am I just going to get through the day on my own? I'm just going to wake up in the morning. I can get through this. I can do it. I, I, I. Or will I call on God's name? Will I remember to call on God's name? Life gets busy for all of us. There's lots of things we're doing, and there's lots of ways to forget. That's true. We're forgetful people. The other, uh, last Monday, I was trying to remember what day of the week is it. Last Monday, uh, my wife and daughter were flying back. Uh, they were on a trip and with the girls and stuff like that. They were flying back, and they were in the air, but their last leg was on Southwest. How many of you ever flown on Southwest? I, l- I like flying on Southwest. I'm a Southwest fan, but you got to check in 24 hours, right? And if you check in about 30 seconds late, you're like C59 on the plane, right? That's how they board on the on the plane, right? I know where I was at 9:55 a.m. I was sitting with Danny in the office, about to ha- having our having our meeting. I was sitting with him, and we're kind of preparing for this up, for this upcoming week and stuff like that, didn't even cross my mind. Checking them in didn't even cross my mind, and I know that they couldn't do it. I totally forgot. <clears throat> I just, I, I blew right through it. So much, for, I didn't even remember any part of the day until okay. Jeannie lands later on in, in L.A., and they're staying the night there, and she's like, texting me like, you, you didn't check us in. I just sunk because I knew like there's three of them on that plane and they're all going to get middle seats all randomly all throughout the plane. Praise God that didn't happen. They were able to sit together. The plane wasn't full. Total grace from God because I totally blew through it. I totally forgot and totally blew through every, uh, just just even thinking about it. You know, we, th- we forget about birthdays, anniversaries. There's lots of things we forget about. And um and we feel bad when we forget about them. Like, you know, sometimes we'll remember later, or maybe a date will be remindful of us, or sometimes we'll see something. And, and, and those are some of the ways we remember, right? Facebook memories, how many, how many of those pop up on your phone, right? Yeah. Start up in the morning, there's a Facebook photo. Man, I, I love July time of year, because Facebook always shows me the same photo in July, and it's, it's of my kids just being with their grandfather, um, creating a menu called El Chow. They, they, like, as resourceful as my kids are, they decided to do a pop-up restaurant in our dining room, have us pay for the food, and then charge us for it. <clears throat> so this menu pops up on Facebook, and I remember it, and I just, I love it, right? I, I look at it, and I remember, the, remember what's going on, I remember that day. You know, there's other things that pop up, right? We have notifications on our phone, we have alarms that help us remember. All kinds of things help us to remember, Because we're forgetful people. The text we're going to look at today, uh, one of the texts is is in Psalm. We're going to to read through a lot of text today, so you guys are going to have to listen fast, okay? So one of them is in Psalm 103, verse 1 through 4. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity our sin? Who heals of all your diseases? Who's the healer? Who redeems your life from the pit? From hell. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Amen? But it says here, forget not all his benefits. The Bible tells us in multiple places, we're going to look at it today, to not forget. And what are we going to do? We're going to forget. We're very forgetful people. This type of forgetting happens a lot of times when we just get too busy. We... uh, it, it, other things occupy our minds and our time. We push, out, we push out God. Here are a few reasons why people forget God. One is rebellion. Sometimes we just, we just turn away from God. We turn away from Him. We forget who He is. We forget why He's there. We forget the power that He has. Sometimes we're just lazy. When we're lazy, we'll forget. We'll forget God. I'll read the Bible tomorrow. Too lazy to open it up today. Day two, I'll read it. I'll read it tomorrow. I'm still remembering. Day three, I, I'm still remembering. You know, I, I should read the Bible, but you know, I should. I should pray. I should talk to God. I'll do it tomorrow. Day forty-one, we don't even remember that we were supposed to open God's Word. We forget who He is. We're lazy, indifference, and disobedient. Another reason why people forget God. As we're disobedient to him, as we actively do the things that he tells us not to do, we push him farther and farther away. Because there's a conviction around if we're close to him. Like, we shouldn't be doing this. So we push him farther and farther away. What happens? We forget. We actively forget. A.W. Tozer says, The most dangerous trap is just living and forgetting that God exists. We can get trapped in the daily and totally forget about God. Let's go Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we open your word today, speak to us, Lord. Lord, forgive us that we forget. Lord, that we don't put you first, that we don't look towards you. Lord, that we make it all about ourselves, I and me. Lord, we need you. We need you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We're going to be uh, going through a lot of scripture here. We're going to be traveling through Exodus, and we're going to kind of put our place in uh, in the story as the Israelites. So let me set it up for a little bit for you. So the Israelites are in Egypt. They've been enslaved for 400 years. They're uh, having to work. Pharaohs just you know working them to death, um, and you know they're just they're just there. God calls. God hears their calls. God remembers His covenant that He made with Abraham. He chooses Moses to go free the Israelites. Moses goes. There's a few plagues. This is a short. You're going to have to read the first part of Exodus to, like, to get up on this, right? There's a whole bunch of plagues. Pharaoh says, get out of here. Go. Go, go worship your God in the desert. Israelites leave. Moses is, is leading them. God's leading them. They get to the Red, they get to the Red Sea. And, and, and here's kind of one of the first tests. They're there at the Red Sea. They look back. See in front of them. They look back. Egypt's coming on their chariots. Pharaoh's heart has been hardened. It's been, he's, he's changed his mind. He doesn't want the Israelites to go. So he's going to go after them. God performs an amazing miracle right there. Parts the Red Sea. It's even, even more awesome because the ground is dry. You ever been to a lake and you kind of step into it, and your feet just sink all the way down to your ankles? I mean, God parts the water, and the ground is dry. The Israelites cross over. God brings the water back. The Egyptian army is destroyed. We pick up here in Exodus verse 14. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians and saw saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Verse 31. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord. Listen to this next part. And they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Put, your, put yourself in that place. You've got your whole family. Moses is, is directing you and your family across the desert. You come up to the Red Sea. God performs a miracle. You, you're walking across the Red Sea, and you're seeing the water on both sides. Just like mouth open moment. I don't even know if there's words for it. You're seeing a miracle that God's performing for you. You get to the other side. The, Israel, the Egyptians are no more. And you believe. Like, I just saw a miracle. Now, as we go through the story, be very careful to not think, well, I certainly would have believed. Because I tell you, every single one of you are like the Israelites in the story every single one of us we see the power of god and then what happens let's look at exodus cuz we're going to be talking about forgetting god the first thing i want us to look at is we're forgetting god's miracles again the people of israel here exodus 15:22 then moses made israel set out from the red sea and they went into the wilderness of shur they went there They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came, now I'm just, I mean, we're in the desert, right? I mean, I go hiking. I go out in the morning. Like, we need water, right? We're going to turn into raisins out there if we're out there for too long. we're talking about three days, like, it's hot, it's dry. We need water. So we can definitely understand the need here. They went out three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore it was named Marah. And the people grumbled. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it in the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and he and there he tested them, saying, if you listen diligently, if you diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do that which is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep it sta- all his statutes, I will, it's a promise, I will put none of the diseases on you and I will, that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. The the Israelites have just witnessed an awesome miracle. Miracles and miracles and miracles to get to where they are. They go in the wilderness for three days and they grumble. They've just experienced awesome miracles. How many awesome miracles have you experienced in your life and just a couple of days later grumble? And you complain. Did you just forget the miracle that God did? They need water. We all need water. God takes care of them in this situation, their physical health, their water, through a miracle. There was nothing chemically special about that log. Moses picked it up like he was instructed to. He was obedient. He listened. He threw it in the water, and the water was fit to drink, and it provided for them. God provided a miracle right there, but they had signs of ungratefulness, Self centeredness and security, God is able to care for his people by the miracle of healing the water. We're just going to continue on in Exodus, just a couple of verses later, Exodus 16, because certainly they've learned their lesson by now. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. This is another grumbling. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to, make, I am about to rain bread down from heaven. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. Verse 9. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared The glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. God's presence. God's been performing miracles for the Israelites. God's been performing miracles for you. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumblings of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. This is a supernatural miracle event. God's feeding them daily. Now, they just came out and, of, of, of a miracle of God providing water to them, giving them what they needed. Now, I know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, if I was in their shoes, man, God, I know you gave us water a few days ago. I know that you know all my needs. You know that I'm hungry. I know you're going to provide. That's, that's what I like to think in my heart. Truth be told, my stomach's probably growling, and I'm like, <laughs> you just brought us out here. We're all, we're all going to die in the wilderness. We're hungry. Forgetting God's miracle just a few days earlier. It's supernatural. It's sufficient. God takes care of their most basic need, gives them bread, bread for life he's given them water he's given them bread and and let's not let's not just like oh he gave them like manna and quail he did it on the daily every day he's providing food for them every day he's making a miracle happening in their lives they're witnessing a miracle every day at this point you know they they've they've crossed the red sea multiple miracles they've 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 been given water and provision. God's taking care of their needs. God's taking, their, taking care of their, their hunger needs. On the daily, they're seeing and witnessing a miracle from God. Well, I know I would, I would have gotten it. No. no, I wouldn't. I'm a forgetful person. I'm forgetful and I'm selfish. Let's look what happens with the Israelites. Verse 17. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness by, seeing, by stages according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? Like, don't you get it? Like He's been giving us water. He's been giving us food every single day. You wake up, you, he's providing for you. Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirst there for water, and the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? Their grumbling just continues to grow. Right? I mean, now they're like, you brought us all this way? Like, Egypt was no picnic. We had food in Egypt. We had had drink in Egypt. Yeah, we were working hard. We were slaves. We didn't have any freedom. But like, why'd you bring us out here? Now we're just gonna die because we're thirsty. Do you remember what you ate earlier today and how it was provided for you? We forget. And he called the name of this place Masa and Meribah because of the quarreling of the people of Israel. Can you imagine having a place named after you because you're quarrel? (laughs) You argue. And because they tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? They demanded, they questioned, they doubted. This is the sin of complaining. They couldn't, they forgot the miracles that God was doing, that God was doing for them on the daily, and now they just keep complaining. Totally forgetting what God is doing in their lives. How often do we do that? How often is God doing something in our lives where we just forget? Either actively or passively, we just don't give God the credit. So this is forgetting God's miracles. Now let's talk about forgetting God's promises. God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, his servants, he swore to them by his own self, and he said, this is what God said, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and all the land that I have promised I will give to your offspring, and they shall inherit it forever. God made a promise to Abraham that his descendants would multiply like the stars in the heaven, and that he had a promised land for them. This is a promise that God has. Israelites. Deuteronomy chapter 1. At this point, they've gone through the wilderness. There's a lot of other things that I'm skipping that happened along the way. Read through it in Exodus. A lot of important things. But they've witnessed these miracles and miracles and miracles and miracles, right? They get up to the Jordan River. Across it is the promised land. They can see it. It's right there. They send some spies in, let's let's go look, see what it is. See what it's like, what God said. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Yet you would not go up, they would not go into the promised land, but rebelled against the command of your Lord, and you murmured in your tents and said, because the Lord hated us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to give us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. Where are we going up? Our brothers have made our hearts melt, saying, is the spies that came back, the people are greater and taller than we are. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. And besides, we have seen the sons of Anakim there. Then I say to you, do not be in dread or afraid of them. The Lord your God goes before you will himself fight for you just as he did for you in Egypt before before your eyes and in the wilderness where you have seen how the Lord has carried you as a man carries his son. Verse 32. Yet in spite of this word, you do not believe the Lord your God. How is that a contrast from after they crossed the Red Sea? We read, they believe in the Lord. God brings them through the wilderness, providing their every need, performing miracles. He's already taken out the Egyptians. And, then, and now they're right up against the, the Jordan, just need to cross it and go in the promised land. And they rebel against God. There's a lot of times in our lives where we do the same thing. God gives us direction, He gives us instruction. You clearly know what God is asking you to do. And and you're right up on that line to step over into obedience. You're right there. But you're looking over the line and you're thinking, that's too big. I can't do it. It's too hard. It hurts too much. I'm not going to step over. We forget the promises. God has already promised the promised land to them. He's promised it to them. They just need to step over. He's going to take care of everything. This is the sin of rebellion. He reminds, Moses is reminding them that all all that God has done, but it's all in vain. They turn their ears off and they turn away from God and they forget everything that he's done for them. So many times we do that in our own life. When we turn away from God. And when we turn away from God, and we're not listening to him, we're not showing him that we love him. Listening and love go hand in hand. And then we forget. Let's look at the next one, forgetting God's love. Watchman Nee says, The nature of God's love is unchangeable. Ours alternates all too readily. Just switching it up. It is our habit to love God with our own affection. If it is our habit to love God with our own affection, we shall turn cold towards Him whenever we're unhappy. Look at how God has been loving the Israelites and giving them grace. When they they need water that first time, and they start grumbling, God gives them what they need. He loves his people. He gives them what they need, and he also gives them grace for the grumbling. Later on, they're hungry. God loves them. He provides for them. Again, when they're thirsty again, and they're grumbling again, God loves them and provides grace to them. God loves you, and he's providing grace to you. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Just kind of continuing on here. Uh, This part of Deuteronomy, Moses is recounting what's been happening. He's trying to remind the Israelites. They're, they're, they're just ready you know, to walk over. They've rebelled. At this point, they're back. They've been in the wilderness for a long time, 40 years. They're back at the promised land. There's a punishment for not going in the first time, so they're back there. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Take care... Lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which He made with you, and make a carved image, and form anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. When you father children and your children's children, and have grown old in the land, if you act properly by making a carved image in any form in form of anything, And by doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God, so as to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that you will soon utterly perish from the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. You will not live long in it, but will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods of wood and stone, work of human hands that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. If you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in tribulation and all these things come upon you in the latter days, you will return to the Lord your God and obey his commands. Verse 31. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you nor destroy you or forget the covenant with you with your fathers that he swore. God's reminding this generation that's about to possess and go into the promised land. Don't forget. The problem is they get into the promised land and what Moses warns them about, happens. They get in there and it's like, I, 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 me, me, me. I forgot all that God did for me in the past. But man, I'm having some troubles now. There's some other armies coming through. There's like turmoil. They're not seeking God. And the land is split. This word forget here, at the beginning of this take care lest lest you forget means to stop remembering ignore dismiss from the mind abandon neglect or cease to care about Moses is saying here don't forget about God's love for you don't forget what God has done for you now it's not just a matter of like oh it slipped in my mind this is active to stop remembering to ignore There's so many times in our life where we forget actively what God's doing in and through us. And when that happens, if you reflect right now, when that happens in your life, there's probably turmoil and unrest in your soul. There's not a peace there. This is the sin of idolatry. I, 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 me, me, me. We do it all too often. We get busy. We think we can do things on our own. We do things on our own. We fall on our face. We complain. God, why weren't you there? Why didn't you take care of me? It's like, Why did you forget about me? Forgetting God. We forget God's miracles. We forget God's promises. And we forget God's love. Let's change from forgetting to remembering. Yeah. When we remember God's miracles, remembering God's miracles gives us hope. There's hope in remembering God's miracles. See, if the Israelites from miracle, from miracle, for miracle, if they would just remember God's miracles and hold on to them, they would have hope. They would know that God's going to do another miracle for them. They would know it because they were, they're holding on to them. They're remembering them. Family, how many miracles have happened in the walk body? Marriages totally split apart, reconciled. That's a miracle. God's working in that marriage. Amen. How about the deep's life? Tim Deep in the hospital. We're praying over and over again. God, we are praying for a miracle. What does God do? He provides a miracle, He's, He heals him. Don, Miss Donna Starks. Yeah. We pray over and over again. He heals her. She's here. She comes to Wednesday nights. Her body is new again. How many times through either health or provisions or us needing something or our God watching over us or providing for us here, have we witnessed miracles? We need to remember those because it's in the times where Things get hard and tribulation. Like We need to remember what God did. We need to record these miracles. We need to write them down. Record the miracles we see God doing to give us future hope. So we can have hope and know that God is in control and that know that God is, is, is watching over us and providing for us. We need to record these things. Why do we need to record them? Because we're going to forget them. Too often, I forget what God does for me. Too often, I don't record things that I ought to so I can remember the miracles God's done in my life. If I forget the miracles God's done in my life, I'm not going to have a hope uh, in the future for what God will be doing. Write things down. Write things down and then go back and look at them. See what God's doing in your life. If you have a prayer journal, write your, pray, write your prayers down. When God answers the prayer, write the praise down. Because that's a more important list. That's a more important list for you to review in prayer time. Look at all these things God has done. Because I guarantee you, you'll be like me. You'll forget them. Remembering God's promises, promises gives us peace. God promised the promised land to the Israelites, flowing with milk and honey, the best you can ever imagine. God's prepared it. Just be obedient. Walk on in. We forget his promises. But when we remember God's promises, it gives us a peace. Let me tell you, the Hodges uh, family this past year, uh, there's been... Like a lot of your families, ups and downs and lefts and rights. You know, I'm getting older. Our family's getting older. My son uh, moved to Maryland, so he's halfway across the country, or all the way across the country. (laughs) My daughter is uh, engaged to be married, and uh, Kayla's birthday's today. So praise God. So her her fiance. These are great things to remember. But it's just like difference, right? Like things are happening in my life that are different. Throughout the year, my dad has been, this past year, my dad's been battling cancer. In remission, out of remission, heart issues, just all kinds of things happening, doctor's appointments. And then in December, this past December, my dad passed away. There's a lot of things going on. I'm not the only one. Our family's not the only one. Things are going on in your lives. You've lost loved ones, lost jobs, different things happening. But what do we need to do? Remember God's promises because remembering God's promises gives us peace. <clears throat> Let's look at John 14. Amen. John 14 says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even in the spirit, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells within you and will be in you. God promises this helper. We talked about how, how, how God was a helper to the Israelites earlier. This helper? Jesus here is talking about the Holy Spirit. For every believer, for everyone who's asked Christ to be their Lord and Savior and to forgive them for their sins, the Holy Spirit, look right here, for he dwells within you and will be in you. Not just for a moment, not just for a minute, not just when you ask Jesus to be Lord of your life, but but look up here, it says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, comforter in some translations. To be with you forever. This is a promise that God has. That Jesus is saying. The Holy Spirit will live in you forever. And to every every believer. My friends. Doesn't that give you peace? When there's turmoil. When things are happening. In your life. And there's going to be ups and downs. and There's going to be heartache. and, and, And believe me. God is heartbroken alongside of you. Do we forget who he is and forget his promises that he will be with us forever and comfort us? Do we forget about that? Cuz I tell you, right now if we forget about that man, I, that all that peace is not there. At that point you're trying to get through it on your own. Brothers and sisters, Remember God's helper that he's with you. And because of that, you can have peace in God's promises. His promises are true. He's unfailing. He doesn't break a promise. There's sometimes I'll say I will with all the good intentions, and I won't. But that's not God. Corey Timboom says, Let God's promises shine. On your problems. Let the promises of God shine like a light on your, pro- on your problems. And guess what happens? This isn't just peace for you, this is glorification for Him because other people see God's light on your problems. They know you're going through problems. They see God's light on your problems. You have peace and He's glorified. Right. <laughs> Recall the promises of God to give us peace in times of unrest. So first we talked about recording. We got to remember, right? This is about, we forget too often, so let's remember some things. We need to record God's miracles, and we need to recall the promises to, that, recall the promises God has given us in times of peace, so we have peace in times of unrest. Number three, Remembering God's love gives us freedom. There's freedom in God's love. I'm talking about the freedom from sin. John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is a promise that God has. He loves us. He loves the Israelites. He was with them all the way through. Giving them Grace. When they messed up, I am so thankful that God loves me, that he gives me grace when I mess up. There's a couple of things I want us to, to think about and remember for God's love giving us freedom. One, we need to remember our salvation. If you've asked Christ to be Lord of your life, if you've done that, if, you've asked, if you put your faith and trust in Jesus to be the Lord of your life and asked him to forgive you for your sins, He's done that. He's sent a helper. We need to remember that. We need to remember that time. We need to remember what we felt like. Now, for some of you, that may be today. Some of you, that may have been a couple of months ago. Some of you, like me, it's it's been a little while. But I need to remember my story that God's done in my life. Because when I remember God's story, I remember God's love for me and the freedom I have from sin. Do I still sin? Yes. Does God forgive me for my sins? I know he does. It's a promise of his. And I can know it. I don't have to feel it. But when I remember the day that I gave my life to Jesus, when I remember that day, I can feel it. Like, I know what God was doing in my life. And I know that I was the sinner. And I, I knew that I needed him. And when we remember the day of our salvation, friends, when we remember the day of our salvation, that can give us freedom. There's no bondage there. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, this is what I want you to remember. I, don't, I want you to remember the conviction that God had in your life, I want to, the conviction in your heart, When God was calling you, and you were right up against that Jordan, and God was calling you into a relationship with Him, and and you just didn't cross over. I know what that conviction feels like because I felt that. When I was in the fourth grade, uh, our our family lived in Maryland. We, We attended a small church, Calvary Baptist Church. About 100 people. We had this music group come through called the Gospel True Tones. <laughs> and they sang just like, the time, just like the name of their group, the Gospel True Tones. It was like, it wasn't a quartet. There must have been like seven of them, so I don't know if that's like a septet or something like that. But uh, it was awesome. They're there. Our, we have a small church building. They're just belting it out. They're sharing the gospel. I was convicted. I knew that God was calling me into a relationship with him. I knew it. like I knew who Jesus was. I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that I needed him. And I grabbed that chair in front of me so tight. I mean, just me thinking about it right now has my hands all knotted up because I, I was just under such conviction and I wouldn't let the chair go. I remember that conviction. But I tell you, friends, If you forget that conviction long enough, you won't feel it anymore. I didn't go forward that day. I didn't let go of the chair. I I knew God was calling me into a relationship with him. Like the Israelites coming up against the Jordan to the promised land where God was going to take care of them. He had been taking care of them all the way along the way. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't cross over. It wasn't until a few years later that we We moved away, we moved back to back to that church. I was in the ninth grade. I remember that day. I let go and guess what there was freedom in God's love. I want you to respond today to God to the love of God to have freedom from sin so there's two things I want you to be as you sit in front of me today, right now, two things that I want you to be remembering right now. If you've asked Christ to be Lord of your life, I want you to be be thinking back about that salvation moment. How it was when you just let go and had freedom with God's love from sin. If you haven't made that decision today, I encourage you to make it today. If you haven't made that decision yet, I encourage you to make it today. I know what it feels like grabbing that chair and not letting go. Cuz I did it. I was in rebellion. I knew who God was. I wasn't I knew he had performed miracles, but I didn't want to let go. I knew he had promised to save me. I knew his miracle of Jesus coming back to life, defeating the grave. I knew his love for me. That day I couldn't let go. I am so thankful God continued to pursue me. Through my sin and my rebellion, like the Israelites, God continued to pursue me. If you have not made a decision to follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can do it today. Let go of the chair in front of you. Say yes to Jesus and give your life to him. We'll be down here in the front at response time. If that's a decision you want to make today, we would love to pray with you and celebrate alongside God's love for you. So if you want to respond, let's remember That God's miracles give us hope. Remembering God's promises promises gives us peace. Remembering God's love gives us freedom. Always remind yourself, if God came through for you in the past, he will do it again. Amen. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, today we come to you as a forgetful people. Lord, there's so much revelation that you've given us that we've forgotten. Lord, we're sorry. Forgive us. Lord, help us on the daily to remember who you are. Remember your miracles. Remember your promises. Lord, remember your love for each one of us. Because, Lord, we need you. We're dependent on you. And, Lord, that same feeling Lord, that same feeling that I had when I gave my life to you. Lord, I need that same feeling again. Do it again, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.